Hi, gorgeous mamas. This is Hello, Gorgeous Mama, your host, Britt Contreras. And today we are on season four, episode two. Um, It's a new season, new year. Um, People are making plenty of New Year's resolutions. And if you listen to my last podcast, I talked a little bit about that. Um, But on this podcast today, I am so excited because I'm bringing Tiffany Lee. um, And I'll tell you a little bit more about her in a minute. But um, I just want to say I'm so excited to have her on this podcast today because I've been wanting to um, bring someone that can speak more on the spiritual side as well. She is a mom of two boys and um, they're 24 and 19 years old so she can give some more insight for me in the future um, with my kids of how um, you know raising kids and motherhood, spirituality journey, all of that. Um, If you follow my podcast you know that I talk about motherhood, I talk about spirituality and where I've been led and all the things that came in between and led me to this moment. So I'm excited to hear her journey and hear where she started and how she began. Um, She, like I said, is a mom of two boys. Uh, She's been married to her husband for 24 years, but they've been together for 25 years. Uh, She leads a, um, she's getting her LLC of Wild Soul Healing Arts, Wild Soul Healing Arts. I just want to say that one more time just to make sure I get it right. And she collaborated on an ebook called Inspired to Heal. And right now she is currently working on expanding to sister circles and Facebook groups. So getting more of, you know, women together to empower them and expanding into, uh, I believe it's called a company Mighty Networks. Is that correct, Tiffany? I just want to make sure I'm getting that all right. (laughs) Yes, that's correct. Mighty Networks is an app outside of the Facebook community where it allows you to create your own community. So it kind of gets us out of the mindset of scrolling and we can be more focused and intentional when we come into the group and finding the things that you want to learn and grow through. That's so awesome. And I do want you to talk more about the sister circles and what that means. But first, I want to kind of know more about like your, how did, because I know that some of us um, knew from child, we were on this spiritual path. Some of us discover it later on in life. So what was that journey for you? So it's really interesting how it all came about. Um, I started on the spiritual path closer to 30. Um, and I really real didn't realize until I started going through the process that my spiritual gifts started all the way back when I was 12. Mm-hmm. So I was just wrapping up with my um, coach first coaching certificate, which was holistic health coaching. And during that time, I was getting the foundation set for like marketing my business and things of that nature, learning those things. And they brought in a speaker and somebody about mindset. And she happened to be a spiritual healer. And she offered us one on one sessions. And that was kind of what really got me started. Um, I decided, oh, this is something that I really felt called to. I'd always been interested in, you know, more metaphysical things, astrology and Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. So it wasn't uncommon for me, but yet when we started doing the session together, it really just opened things up for me and spirit started to guide me as well. So with this mentor who was a mindset coach, um, as well. And that started me on the path. And throughout um, 
me doing my own individual healing through the sessions with her, I recognized that my spiritual gifts started when I was 12. Um, at that time, my grandmother was ill and um, mm-hmm. we went to visit her in the hospital and something just felt off to me um, on the way home from the hospital, which is about a 45 minute drive or so. I was in the car with my mom and my grandfather and um, I just started to cry. And my mom asked me what was wrong. And I told her I knew I was never going to see my grandmother again. And and that was not something that, you know, that I took lightly. Um, And it was very overwhelming at that age. Well, a few days later, she passed. And it was a it was a really big challenge for me because what I did is I actually shut down all of those gifts. Um, At the time, I was very called to like mediumship after her her passing, I wanted to learn more about that. And I never really thought of myself as a medium until I opened up my gifts. And I don't market that. But sometimes people come through for with messages for my clients. Um, So it's it's just a beautiful way to allow yourself to open up to wherever spirit guides you to go. So that was kind of how I realized that, hey, I've had these gifts for a while, and really looked into why I shut them down. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I I mean, because I, for me, um, with my journey, like I suppressed um, childhood trauma for like 25 years. And I I laugh to kind of laugh it off. But I've explained that's just my coping mechanism. But yeah, it I mean, it didn't come out until I became a mom, to be honest, for me, because um, it was just it opened like, I want to say Pandora's box in a way, but in a good way also, because I don't think I would have discovered my spiritual journey if it wasn't for my kids bringing um like coming and now they trigger certain things that I have to kind of like be like whoa okay what is this showing me because I know now I know now that it's a result of things that you know from my childhood that I'm trying to like overcome so um you know I I I resonate when you're saying that it kind of you put those gifts away when that because that was essentially a trauma I would say for you, right? Like with your grandma, I mean, at 12 years old and knowing that she's not going to be here no more, I'm sure that like shut you down for a while because it was traumatic for you to have such a big feeling like that, that she's not going to be here, you know, but do you feel her around you now that you're more open to your spiritual gifts? Yes. Yes. And it's in my own healing, I actually had to reconcile the fact that I I actually felt that she had abandoned me subconsciously it wasn't something mm-hmm. I ever considered consciously but that was one of my emotional wounds that I had to do the healing around um, and I definitely resonate with you saying that our children our spouses our relationships are our biggest triggers for our healing and it's it's a beautiful thing how we can heal through those experiences um, and triggers with our our family and our closest ones and it's a beautiful gift. So um, going back to two, I know you said that when you were in your 30s is when you kind of more lean towards spirituality, but you knew that the gifts kind of existed from when you were 12 years old. Um, did your family ever notice those gifts or was it something that was um, pretty open minded in your family or that you even knew about during that time? 
at the time I expressed, like I said, I, I mentioned it to my mom in the car and I don't know because, you know, it was her mom that was passing that she really, you know, thought too much about what I stated, you know, during that conversation in the car. Um, but for me, it was a huge, um, fearful thing to bring that out into the world, even to my family that mm -hmm. I had intuitive gifts. Like I just knew things. Um, that <laughs> I was so afraid that that was not going to be well received. And there were times when I started to talk about things and then I kind of pulled back with family. And then one day it would have been after I did a significant amount of healing around my fear of bringing my spiritual gifts out into more of a public eye. I actually sat down and had the most beautiful conversation with parents and I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. It is okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like A lot of times we work ourselves up and have the mindset or the fear that blocks us before we even give ourselves the chance to experience what happens when we just share authentically. Right. And, you know, I mean, I'm fortunate that my parents have always kind of like my dad is very um, growing up. He always looked into different religions, culture, spirituality. So that was uh, I mean, I kind of was always aware of that, but as a kid, I was scared of it when I would sense energy. So mm -hmm. I think I shut it down along with what was going on with me when I was a child. So everything kind of just got locked together. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I actually forgot a lot of good memories in my childhood too, because I put it all together but um you know my mom and dad are very open to spirituality and stuff like that but I did grow up in a um a church setting in a way and I have other family that I know now hear my podcast or I post and they're like whoa who is this person you know so I'm more <laughs> yeah. like out of the spiritual closet right now so when you came out of the spiritual closet did you have any resistance um with any family members or friends that I mean not specifically naming anybody but how did you kind of overcome those things if you did have that you know it was really interesting I didn't have as much as I thought I would have and I think by the time that I actually finally put myself out there I had reconciled the fact that and come to the understanding that whoever is meant to be in my life is going to be there mm -hmm. and those that aren't you know they maybe they were only supposed to be with me for a per certain part of my journey and I used to hold a lot of attachment to the people in my life, like relationships, the people in my life. I mean, I always hold that sacred. It's, it's something I value um, and I don't take it lightly. So for me, I, that was a little scary to think of if I, if I do this, if I actually share myself authentically, my gifts and, and of service in the world, the way I want to be, am I going to lose the people that I care about? That was a huge block for me with getting myself out there. But once I did, I, I mean, I didn't lose anybody. And I think that's the beauty of it. The people that are supposed to be there are there. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did lose some people in my life for different reasons, but you're right. Like the people that are meant to be there, like I even met new, I'm like, I feel like I've known you my whole life because yes. um, <laughs> it just, and I, and I'm starting to understand that more of like, you know, soul contracts and having your soul family outside of, you know, what we as human beings think of as our blood family. That's the only family, but really there is a whole, you know, soul energy family. <laughs> 
I wanted you to come on here because I'm still learning and I know we're always learning and growing, but I feel like (laughs) you have a good sense of like explaining to those that, um, because I don't think I've really been able to, like I've tried to dissect as much as I can explain in my own way of how I've come to understand things. But um, I guess having you on here really does help share more of like what's is and soul growth um in your words can you explain like what the spiritual awakening is to you and what soul growth means to you yes absolutely thank you for asking this question because (laughs) I really feel like I have a different perspective from a majority of the spiritual community because I have been on this journey for a while and you know it's about just recognizing you know we all are expressing from our own level of truth. And that may change as we go on the journey, because at this stage of the game, you know, what I believe or what I've experienced is my truth, but I'm going to still keep learning and growing and giving ourselves permission to expand and change how we feel about the journey is okay too. I I think that really needs to be said from the get go. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of times, so spiritual awakening for me at the most basic level of understanding is just becoming aware of ourself and our the reason we do things and our how our experiences have shaped us as well as raising our consciousness Mm -hmm. um that's the biggest part so you know we're opening ourselves up to a broader way of seeing things and experiencing things and for me that's through the lens of love and unity awesome and that's that's how I perceive um, spiritual awakening. And then you asked about soul growth. <laughs> That's a little <laughs> bit different. Soul growth for me is all of the experiences that we have come into this human experience and have gone through. So a lot of times when we're on the experience, ugh, the spiritual awakening journey, <laughs> we actually have this perception that, you know, we're, we're seeking enlightenment, right? At like this big, broad, expansive enlightenment that's, you know, so far out of reach that we forget about the beauty of the human experience and what mm-hmm. we did come here to learn and grow at the soul level. Like our soul incarnated into the body, like I said, my belief only, um, to experience certain things and to grow. And a lot of times we judge ourselves as a human because we've had these experiences or these things happen to us, but they're part of our journey to grow. And that's how we expand our consciousness. And that's how we learn how to navigate the waters of our divinity and our human experience. Wow. That I wish I could word so good. I'm better writer than I am with speaking. I I like try to word things and I'm like, I can't get the words out, but yeah, you perfectly. Yeah. That's, I I believe in the same things that we, um, you know, come here to learn different lessons and that's how you, um, I guess elevate for lack of better term you know to or like level to a different level not meaning that you're better than anybody else just meaning that you're on a different path and learning different lessons and that's how you kind of um I guess that's when you start to like push away from certain people not in a mean way in a loving way um 
that is like, okay, we're on different paths right now. This is my journey. And we have to kind of sometimes love each other by going on different paths, you know? So um, whether that be, you know, an aunt, an uncle, grandmother, whoever. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I love all that you're saying right now because mm-hmm. I noticed that, you know, in um, for me, I bring up obviously motherhood a lot because it's me, it's part of me. And I believe that mm-hmm. a lot of, my triggers and stuff um and my lessons are through my children um and they're teach me a lot of different things and that's part of my path and a lot of times I get frustrated because I'm like man I'm supposed to be love and light and I'm getting so mad but I think that's the misconception sometimes is that as light workers or you know star seeds like people that you know know that they're this they always longing for home and they're trying to find their home because they know they're supposed to do more. And, um, that's kind of a like general <laughs> definition of star seed. You could probably give a better definition of a star seed, but, um, I feel like we're always thought to be like, we have to be positive all the time or we have to be, um, always, preaching positive things that's that's what people think of light workers and you know if you're spiritual but there's days that we have bad days too and everyone has bad days because we're still human at the end of the day but I do believe that we're souls living a human experience not humans living a soul experience and I've said that many times before (laughs) you know so um and um but I want to kind of make sure that I include I want you to kind of go into what wild soul is and also um, talk about your sister circles and what that kind of looks like. So yeah, wild soul healing arts is basically the compilation of all the different things I do. I am a multi-passionate <laughs> um, person. So there are so many things that I have learned on my journey and when it comes to serving my clients, I like to share them all in whatever capacity is needed. So I'll give you a, a just a very small rundown of some of the things that I offer. Um, I do coaching and my coaching is a an intuitive transformational coaching with the basis on mindset, emotional intelligence slash emotional resilience, so to speak, um, and healing emotional traumas like you said those are the things that kind of hinder us in our past so it's really important we step into those and Mm -hmm. also confidence coaching um so it has a spiritual feel to it that encompasses that (laughs) um i also do reiki sound healing um my own modality around emotional clearing like soul journeying and a movement modality called somatic soul flow um, so that, those are just a few of the things that I do to be in service. Hello. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was a, I don't know, I was starting to think that maybe going a different direction or something because I was like, what in the world is happening right now? <laughs> I connected my computer. My computer didn't, like, I guess the app that I use, it doesn't allow me to invite friends. So then I try to like, 
download the app that didn't work so then I was like okay I'm going back to my phone but then I plug my phone into my computer and it's like trust this computer and I'm like yes trust and kept like popping up and I'm like I trust it I'm trusting I'm trusting and so finally I just plugged my phone back into the wall outlet so I'm not even using the computer anymore like oh my lord like what is going on right now Um, no worries I was like in my flow and then all of a sudden I was like oh my gosh, I think he kicked me out and I was still trying to keep talking, but I'm like, are you, Frick, are you there? <laughs> I'm like, so sorry. I don't know if I should be talking to myself still, but I was like, I felt really good. Like, it, I'm like, oh, this is going great. And then I was like, uh-oh, what happened? <laughs> yeah, the last part, um, okay, so the last part you left on was, it was you were talking about the miss, because we were talking about uh, your sister circle and you're saying that, common misconception is and then it, that's when it went out <laughs> so I don't know if you can kind of go backtrack or if you want to start that um kind of start the whole talking about those sister circles like over a little bit or lead from um miscon I, I think you're gonna say something along the lines of misconceptions with men um because that's where it cut off because I went to listen to the the end of it just to see where it cut off and that's where um you last led and then that's when my phone died (laughs) so um yeah I was like I do not even remember that train of thought like exactly you know how it is because I don't know if you experienced this as well but when especially like if I'm even voice noting it with clients or something like that because they have access to me like stuff just comes in like I become the channel and it just flows out and I couldn't go back and tell you what I said if I wanted to because yeah, it, wasn't, no, like, I get it, it wasn't me so I'm like well I mean it was but I'm like I'm just allowing it to come through no so, I totally um, get it so I mean and again I don't know if, and then I think it's not by coincidence that I kept having to push the freaking trust button on my phone but I was like okay like I'm trusting what do you want like are we not meant to do this call right now are we supposed to do this a different day but I feel like it's meant to be so I'm like okay I'm gonna figure out a way to call going right um, and that was why I'm like let's I you know I was like let's finish it today I was like I'll rearrange things I don't want you to have a half done podcast and then you can get it out it you know and it's all good and you don't have to worry about it yeah I'm so sorry I know like we do have a certain time so I don't want to keep you too much longer so let me just start back I'll say you know I'll go into asking you um if you can tell me more about the sister circle group and then we can start from there so sure okay so hi everyone um you were with us for a second but just to kind of let you know spirit it is I think coming in strong of what they want us to go off of um our podcast cut out and by podcast cutting out I mean my phone was not charged and yes I'm horrible at charging my phone but we want to continue this podcast so I wanted you guys to all know more about Tiffany um Tiffany's sister circle group so she's going to go and dive into what that looks like and what that um what that entails so without further ado please Tiffany take it away thank you so much for it uh, yeah it was so much fun to get into the swing of things so now I can't wait to share this with you um so what I have done is created a um community on Mighty Network that is basically um centered around the sacred sister circle and I'm super passionate about empowering women 
and really wanting them to step into being the highest version of themselves through in feminine leadership is is huge. Um, my first circle, which will be led next Saturday, the 21st, um, is about the sister wound. And I feel like this is such a strong topic that needs to be addressed because so often with the clients I work with, conversations I've had just with friends and, you know, networking, women don't always trust other women. I can't tell you the number of times that females have told me, women have told me that, you know, they feel more comfortable with men. And, and that's really just sad to me because there's so much power when we gather together as women. Um, you know, we have all had experiences where we have felt hurt or betrayed by other females in our life. Um, and it can be anybody from, you know, a blood relative to a friend or coworker, right? Um, these things just happen, but it's time now for us to heal those wounds and recognize that, you know, we're hurt by other people when other people are hurting and we all have this compassion to realize that we're more alike than we are different and we all share so many similarities it helps us to bridge the gap um, so that is where i'm super passionate about connecting women and supporting them to find authentic relationships with themselves and with other women because when we do that we learn to trust ourselves and others. Right. And um, what does a sister circle look like to someone that doesn't know like what it, like what it essentially, what it means when they come into like, um, you do this on Zoom or is this in person? So the first one I'm doing on Zoom um, because I have so, my largest network right now currently and where I, I see most of my clients is uh, through social media. That's where I, I've kind of, you know, kind of made my, myself a name and my business. So mm -hmm. I wanted to experience that with my current soul sisters from around the world. Um, and that's the beauty of it. It bridges that gap. So the first one will be virtual. However, it's something very special when you can do it in person and those I will be doing as well. Through Zoom, what it looks like is we all come together. Um, the beautiful thing is we can see each other's face and we can interact. The beauty of the circle is we talk about the tough subjects. So like I said, the first one will be about the, sir, the uh, sister wound. And in circle, we come together, we have meditation, we have music, maybe a, a healing of sorts, but we all get to share from a vulnerable place our experiences. Um, and when you're in circle, you, we don't comment or coach or anything of that nature. It allows people to just say, say what they need to express and feel seen, heard, and understood. And that is the biggest gift that we can give to one another as women. Just let them know that their experiences are valid, that they're loved and supported through all that they've been through. Um, and that, that is the gift that I want other women to experience. It's such a beautiful thing to have women in your life that support you. Um, and then that actually really flows out into the rest of our lives. And that's the beautiful gift as well. Well, yeah, I, I mean, that for me, I try to talk more about that too, because I do feel like there sometimes is a lot of um especially like pressures from society and everything is this competition with other women 
and yes. there doesn't need to be and even if someone's doing like um just to give an example like if someone's you know selling baked goods and you want to sell baked goods like doesn't mean you can't either like we can all support each other and there's not I don't think enough of people doing the same thing we can still support one another and I feel like sometimes it's like this um, we get in this competition mode and we all do it I mean I've done it sometimes and I have to check myself like wait like you know why why are we why am I competing when I can help support this person too even if they're doing the same thing as I'm doing but um, I love that you're bringing the community of women to kind of see that and that we need that village those that tribe not just in motherhood but in our journey in life as well so um that is really awesome that you're doing that thank um, you also um so we haven't touched on it yet but i wanted to go into so you um collaborated on a ebook called inspired to heal can you tell um us about what that book is about and um how you kind of got into um called to be a collaborator on that book yeah so one of my soul sisters happened to reach out um and asked me if i would like to be a contributing author in this ebook and you know of course i have been called to writing and speaking and all the things it just wasn't something i branched out into yet and i asked you know you know tell me a little bit about what the project is about and what you need from me and what this looks like for you. And I was all in because it, it is basically what it says is each author is sharing their individual journeys on their healing experience and what brought them into their transformation or healing journey. And I think it's so powerful when we share our story and what we've experienced because it helps people to realize that, hey, they're not alone on the journey. And no matter whose story you resonate with, you know that you're not alone and you can also be inspired to heal in your own way on your own journey. Um, and so that's how I decided to share my story in, in this ebook. Awesome. I love that. And is there anything else that um, has come up for you that you feel is important to share with um, moms and even those that are just on their spiritual journey as well? Yes, keep your curiosity um, as you go through the journey, especially on the spiritual journey. Um, when the journey of motherhood is also one of patience <laughs> and remember that you're doing the best you can with the information that you know now. And that's something that can be on your motherhood journey, your spiritual journey. We're always learning and growing. And we have a tendency as women to be very hard on ourselves mm -hmm. and ex have high expectations and how we're supposed to show up in this life. But it, it's so important to extend ourselves grace on the journey and recognize that we're learning. And as we know more, we can do things differently, but we have to forgive ourselves for where we're at and what we know, if it's not where we want to go, we have the opportunity to change that as we flow through life. Wow, that's awesome. And you know what, I wanna bring up to um, um, real quick, um, a lot of times there's been times like, and I wanna, um, since it's a new year, I'm going to bring up New Year's resolutions in this too, because I feel like, um, the, you know, the new year starts, we make these resolutions and then say, whether it be working out or, um, you know, wanting to 
like read more books or whatever it is and then one day we like fall short of it and then it's like we feel like okay we can't do it no more we didn't fulfill our resolution we didn't do it and then we don't get back on and I feel like sometimes that happens in our spiritual journey too like something comes in um like it feels like an obstacle but really I know it's a lesson at the end but in that moment sometimes we feel like okay we didn't do what we're supposed to we weren't um moving forward we kind of took 10 steps back what would you say to someone that you know kind of feels like they fell off the horse and like I know it's easy to say okay let's get back on the horse but in that moment I um or do you have an example I should say of like when you felt like you kind of fell off the path how did you get back towards that path sorry that was a lot of like info one (laughs) question but I mean, if you kind of know where I'm going with it, like, basically, like, we kind of sometimes feel like we can't get back on. So how do we do that? Absolutely. I I love this, because this is so right up my alley. Um, (laughs) It, it's talking, I mean, truly at the essence of what you said, because like you said, it was a lot, but at the foundation of it, it's having a growth mindset. Um, A lot of times that, like, we even shift to our perspective of failure right? Um, Mm -hmm. We stop because we think we failed at something because it didn't meet the expectation we initially set out for it to have. However, maybe we were supposed to learn something prior to meeting that, you know, our perception of success. Mm -hmm. So it's all about our perception. If we made an effort to try something and it didn't, it fell short of our expectations. Okay. That's one thing. What did we learn from it? How can we grow through this experience and keep on the journey? That's, that's what life is about. It's about learning and growing through the journey. And we're, we're on always on different journeys. Like you said, the motherhood journey, it's going to look different now for you when your kids are little versus me where mine are older, but we're still on a journey navigating the waters through our relationships. Right. So keeping a growth mindset and recognizing that no matter what comes up, it's all for our highest good. It's trusting. It's knowing that this was supposed to be this way. There's something I need to take away from it so that I can further reach the level of success or the outcome that I desired initially. That's awesome. And thank you so much again for joining me on this podcast. I do want to wrap it up for you because I know we've been kind of so technical difficulties and everything. And um, but um, before we leave, um, where can someone find you? Um, for I, I mean, I'll link your Facebook and your Instagram. But um, is there anything that you would like to share for them to be able to find you easily? Yes, I will actually give you links to my community on Mighty Network, um, as well as my um, website. And I can, if it's okay, I can give you that here too. It's M-S-H-A dot K-E slash Wild Soul Coaching. Awesome. Okay. And and yes, do send me those links and I'll link those in the show episode notes. Um, whether you're listening on Apple, iHeart, or whatever platform you're listening on, um, those will be in the show notes. So please do find again uh, Tiffany Wee. And as you know me, you probably can hear my kiddos in the background. So 
I'm going to also wrap it up because of that reason. They're going to get crazy. Um, and, you know, my husband can only tolerate the three of them so much for so long. Um, I joke. He's good with them. But, yes, yeah, so thank you so much, Tiffany. Thank I, you so I much. I definitely think that we are going to probably in the future have another episode. So, because um, there's just so much to unpack, um, you know, with uh, spirituality, motherhood, and everything. So, um, yes, without... thank you. I look forward to it. <laughs> I'll let you go. Thank you, Tiffany. Take care. Thank you again, Britt. Bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please leave feedback and let me know what topics you would like to talk about next. I'm excited to keep this journey with you and thank you for listening to Hello Gorgeous Mama.